Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio, show number 299. And today's show is entitled Balancing Engagement with a High Performance Culture. And today we're going to be talking about our guest organisation being two times winners of the Great Place to Work Award and how that has been happening alongside this high performance culture that we mentioned in the title. I'm Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage for Success core team. The Engage for Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there's a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, and we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private and third sectors. If you go to our website, engageforsuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom of the page to join our newsletter list and all our social media links are there too. So my guest today is Simon Gross, who's CEO of Foundation SP. So welcome, Simon. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Good afternoon, Joe. Lovely. So start by telling us a bit about you and who Foundation SP are. Yeah. So uh, I'm the C- CEO of Foundation SP. Um, we provide digital solutions uh, enabling engagement and performance in the modern workplace. So we're in the tech space, but I guess you know what I'm going to talk to you about today is very much about our people and our culture, and and hopefully share a bit about the journey that we've been onto. Yes, yeah, lovely. So so tell us a, a bit more about the organisation in terms of uh, size, how long you've been around, what sort of um, people you have, you know, what sort of um, I don't know departments, teams, how how it's structured so that we sort of get some sure. idea. Um, to get started. Sure. So we're founded in 2012. Um, I was a co-founder of the business. Uh, we uh, have operation in uh, UK. So we've got an office in Reading and we've also got an office in Barcelona, uh, which is obviously a tough life. And uh, we've got 53 uh, employees uh, across the two locations. And, you know, we've really got um, lots of technical staff, consultancy staff, people that do business change, consulting, uh, project management, some of the creative services as well. So we're a professional services organization with a real blend of different types of people. So everything that we do has to account for the fact that we've got, you know, lots of different personality types of lots of different ages and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it strikes me that it's, it's quite a, a young company, albeit, I guess, in the digital space, that's probably not necessarily the case because <laughs> you've been around since 2012 as you say um but I, I i know we're going to be talking about at the great place to work awards that you've won i can see from your website that that, that you've not just won the two sort of main awards you've, you've had you know a number of awards throughout the time that that you've been you've been around T- tell us more about why you started and how you've managed to sort of achieve the, this, the, this, the, these results that are that mm. you know big companies or, or long time companies struggle mm. to achieve over a long period of time, and this just sounds like a really quick process, and I'm sure it isn't. <laughs> but tell us yeah. more about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I mean, I guess like with most organisations, the first couple of years is all about startup and survival and getting customers and you know trying to ensure that. Uh, you've got a sustainable business and and so we really started on the 
um, cultural journey, if you like, uh, back in 2014. So we've been been going hard for five years, uh, and uh, yeah, as you say, we've 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 got some accolades behind us with great place to work, um, winning that a couple of times in the UK, being recognised in Europe as we came number three in Europe uh, last year. Um, and also the surrounding piece around <clears throat> trusted leadership, um, great place to work for women. I think we've won the IT sector uh, a couple of times as well. And in parallel to that, other than just winning a competition, I guess, for great place to work, we've we've done investors in people um, to platinum level as well. And the reason why we did it was because we recognised up front that people are our greatest asset and we wanted to start as we mean to go on and and that kind of recognizing that there's a direct link between you know the employee experience and, and the engagement of those employees directly impacts the experience that we give our customers and of course experience we give our customers directly impacts the results so that was a lot behind the driver for doing it in the very beginning can i ask where you came from with it as in that that sounds you know absolute textbook what you should do but again most organizations don't do that <laughs> so what why did you how did you know that it was it was what you should do and and how to then you know kick that off mm. we had a couple of very good coaches um there was a well, still is actually we've been on a long-term journey with a, an ex-vp from microsoft who worked in asia um, and he's been uh, helping and consulting us in a, in a trusted capacity for sort of just over five years now. And so we got some some very good uh, coaching and insight, which was which was helpful. Mm. Um, we were also looking at you know other organisations that have been successful or not in our space. And I guess we've all we've always had the um, our own personal experiences of you know when you with all the previous companies that you've worked in, where have you done your best work and why? And if, if we were all thinking about, um, you know, when we've done our best work and it was certainly we'd been in flow with work when we'd felt um, respected, when we felt there was high levels of trust, when we felt that we could live our values um, as well as, you know, gaining success with customers. So that was a big factor. And, and then obviously, because we had absolute control from the start about what we were creating and we didn't have a legacy per se, so we could we could really start to build the foundations, um, then then that was something that we wanted to do in the right way. And, um, you know, of course, I think in the very beginning, it's about understanding what is culture, because I think even <clears throat> five or six years ago, I was sort of thinking, well, what is, what is organizational culture? And I think the best description that I heard, whether it's accurate or not, I, it really resonated with me in saying that culture is a feeling. And when we started to understand that culture is a feeling, and that actually trust is absolutely what we're aspiring to achieve both with our customers but with our employees and with everybody in our in our ecosystem then of course you know on day one you can't you can't sell trust you know you have to build it over the long term but what you can do is to have the right intentions and to you know really set out as you mean to go on so one of the early things that we did, and this is going back five years ago, and we continually update and refine what we do, but we're very values led with our approach. So an early part of the journey in 2014 was defining our company values. Uh, and then in parallel to that, then defining um, 
alongside our core values, which are family, success, passion, was saying, okay, what do we mean by that? What are the behaviours that we are committing to live and that we expect others to live as part of um, the DNA and the ethos of, of FSP? And so we were very clear in defining our values charter, you know, with the core values of family, success, passion, that people could essentially opt into and, and, and hopefully would resonate with them as part of their you know, broader life plan. And if you respected, you know, lots of people come to work, they want to do great work, but they're also doing it for a reason and tapping into their why, uh, which a lot of the time is people's families, um, was was very important for, for a number of our staff. So as well as defining the company values and coming up with our values charter, we also went through an exercise and continue to do this today. And we're now at sort of 53 or 54 people but we help our employees also realize their own personal values. So we have a, uh, an exercise that we go through that helps people understand their own personal values and why that might be. Uh, and we encourage people to share those, you know, where they feel comfortable to do so. And of course, it's not about um, uh, defining that people's personal values need to be the same as the company's, but it's certainly enabling people to um, feel comfortable that they can be themselves and that, that that they can dovetail their personal values with the values of the company. Mm. And where do the, the values touch the employees, you know, as in through the process of, of you know, recruitment and, and onboarding? Yeah. Sort of well, absolutely. From first interview. Um, and I guess that was very early stages that we were defining the values. We've updated them two or three times to, to make sure that actually now our values and our mission, because our, our mission now, as we've defined it, is uh, internally that we are putting the and into values and performance and results. And, and what we mean by that is that, you know, we are a very values led company. These aren't things that just appear on our, our website or on the walls. These are things that we live and breathe every single day and and we can describe very clearly what we mean by that but we are also in parallel to that um, committed to gaining great results great results for our customers great results for the company great results for ourselves our families our community that we operate in so um, being people being very mindful that we care about values, performance and results. And, and, and by performance, I mean not results. I'm talking about the quality inputs that we that we the performance measures that we need to be looking at in addition to just outcomes and results. And when people understand that our mission, we're very serious about our mission, we're very serious about our values and we hold ourselves to account on those things in a positive way and, and occasionally over the years we've had to you know lose people as well by by not living the values or not respecting the mission then um, we're very very clear about you know the behaviors the results and the performances that that we want to see and you know some of it is euphoric when we when we achieve great results for our customers or we do you know some inspiring work in the community or we we achieve some some special things together um, but it's also about, you know, when times are harder, of course, which they are from time to time, that we can rely on each other and, and that we know what behaviours we can expect from each other when times are a little bit tougher as well. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about how you developed on. So, you know, you started with the the, the um, concept, as, as you've said, of, of, you know, 
great performance, great results, but also the, particularly yeah. the values. Lots of mm. companies say that the values are really important to them and they talk about them a lot and their employees can talk about them and so on, but they aren't necessarily successful and they, they aren't necessarily um, yes. you know, working in a high performance culture. Yes. What did you do to make that a real thing that actually has helped to drive the business? Yeah, and, and I think we've attracted people over the years, actually that stay for quite a long time, typically at, at FSP. Uh, but we've attracted people who uh, first and foremost are human uh, and are have good integrity and uh, and and resonate with the values that we have and the behaviors that we expect but are also people that are ambitious and also people that want to make a difference in typically in the tech and change space uh, because a lot of what we're doing is developing tech solutions for our customers and helping them change and helping them adopt digital solutions in the modern workplace so we're finding people, um, you know, that, that that are good people at the heart, that that care about doing good quality work, um, that resonate of a, with an ethos of being values-led, human, but ambitious, that have integrity, that believe in fairness, that believe in a culture of learning, that want to continuously improve and never stand still, um, and that want to embark on a journey over a number of years. Hopefully, you know, sometimes a small number of years, but hopefully a longer number of years for, for many and that really want to do the best work of their lives at FSP where we can create some sort of memorable moments together mm -hmm. and you know it's it's that narrative that that people buy into and and most people the high majority of people um, I believe come to work they want to do a good job and um, it's a, our job to provide them the platform to do that but you know of course alongside all those kind of ethos led things and that narrative is that you have to be clear also about your goals and where you're going, your vision. And, and so an exercise that we've done every year um, is we've created what we called in the early days, sh shiny goals. And shiny goals were things that make people feel motivated and excited and driven, but give them clarity about what we're here to achieve this year, uh, what we're here to achieve in the long longer term. Uh, and so, that exercise, you know, wasn't just a, an ivory tower exercise for the executives of the business. It's, it was an exercise that we try and reach out to everybody in the business and, and canvas opinion about, you know, what would be really motivational to achieve this year? And, you know, do we believe we could do that? So it's that kind of concept of co-creation and getting people involved in the direction of which we're taking. And then, of course, it's about frequent transparent communication um and, and that takes lots of different forms um face to face of course you know we do lots of all company meetings we also i personally do um staff round tables every couple of months um pretty religiously actually with small groups of eight to ten people where we'll pick a theme and we'll we'll kind of chew the fat on on where we're going and what we're doing how we could be better um, and by nature of being a tech company, we've got a fairly vibrant social network online as well. Um, we use the Microsoft Yammer and Teams and stuff like that, that enables people to connect with each other from mm. different locations. Um, we use feedback tools. Um, in the early days, it was Tiny Pulse, but we're, we're de developing our own tool and launching our own tool, Pulse 360, in the, in the, in the coming weeks that enables real-time feedback, that enables praise and recognition, 
Um, so the, the communication part has been has been huge as well. I would say along along the journey, and that's not just from me. That's encouraging that everybody needs to take a responsibility to for their own engagement. Number one, uh, and also that everybody has a responsibility to help and communicate with each other as well. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So quite often the, there ends up being a a sort of a tension between high performance and engagement and and mm. sometimes it feels like you can't have both things even though mm. we we know the research and we you know we we know you should have both and that, that they're connected sometimes mm. you know the wanting that performance can actually drive away some of that engagement and you know so stuff gets in the way the organization gets in the way the way that people behave as managers gets in the way how, how mm. do you make sure that it doesn't happen I think the first realization is um, we've been on a, a high performance journey now for the last 18 months. So if we think about our journey, probably back in 2014, when we were defining our values, you know, we were striving for happy workplace. You know, that was kind of happy employees, happy workplace equals happy customers equals results. And that and that to an extent is absolutely true. And there's some, there was some great stuff in the early journey from Henry Stewart and the Happy Manifesto and the work that he's done there and that was great for us for a period of time and then um, and then what you find is that the journey for us certainly was was going in a slightly different direction in that you're then tapping into people that also care about you know business executives that care about results and customers that care about results and not just about for example an hr-led initiative that keeps people happy or looks at engagement surveys mm. um so the, the the first piece for us was really recognizing the difference between performance and results, because when you talk about high performance, that isn't just results. You know, yeah. these are the inputs, not the outputs. And this is about every single thing that you do, uh, you know, how you prepare for a meeting, how you interact with each other, um, the quality of the work that we do. Um, so the leading indicators for us yeah. our performance measures and also thinking about you know from an individual perspective helping individuals understand what performance readiness is and what the foundations of performance are uh, we work with a great company planet k2 that helped us uh, a couple of years ago and still helping us now we've worked with a brilliant coach catherine bond who, who's also helped us with with performance but the stuff that they've helped us with is understand from an individual perspective, you, you need to ensure, of course, you have the skills, you have the focus, you have the right physical energy, you need to be mentally in the right place, you need the right support network. But the bit that I found fascinating with performance, performance motivation and why people get out of bed and do the best work of their lives is driven by um, some, some, you know, the global research would say that when people do their best work, they're confident, they have clarity about the work that they're there to do. They feel very connected to their colleagues and their organization. They feel in control and empowered to do the work that they're there to do. And they feel optimally challenged. Now, of course, when I was looking at performance motivation, I was thinking there's a bunch of stuff here that really aligns very closely with employee engagement or enterprise engagement. So for us, looking at engagement and looking at performance, they're so closely knit together. If you understand engagement beyond just keeping people happy, i.e. engagement isn't just about, you know, donuts in the kitchen, 
or, or bring your dog to work day or, or what color are the walls or you know how happy are you it's also about the deep meaningful intrinsic requirements that employees have to feel highly confident clear connected in control and challenged and that high performance journey that we're now on and we haven't mastered it yet by any stretch but we are absolutely learning a lot but we're learning it with the foundations of really knowing engagement and you know having a good basis for employee engagement and mm. I, I think that naturally becomes more attractive for business leaders business owners to care about is drawing that link because certainly a number of other ceos that i speak to in our space uh not to name any names of course but lots of ceos don't care about employee engagement really they care about results yeah. and of course you look at that and you think well a lot of those organizations at times could be quite toxic but the art and what we're aiming to achieve uh, ongoing is to to do the and is to say look we want to have highly engaged employees where we live our values where we are living a high performance journey and getting the results as well and i don't see those things as mutually exclusive uh, and equally i don't see it as easy either so no. <laughs> it's a, it's a challenging journey but it's it's really interesting and very you know very very motivational for for, for me and the other leaders in the organization as well I think it's it's such a pivotal uh, sort of point. When we were started talking about it at the beginning of the interview, I was thinking for me the performance bit is a bit like the growth mindset stuff. As you say, it's not mm, about right. the result. The, the result mm. comes from it, but it's about it's about the, the work and the, as you say, the um, the lead indicators rather than the lag indicators, which I think so many organisations don't focus on. So I can just see how much of an impact you know it is having. It must be having. Um, where are the where are the challenges what what's the difficult <laughs> all of it yeah <laughs> but pick, pick a couple out because we're, we're running out of time <laughs> so you know yeah. what, what are the biggest challenges with that do you think well biggest challenges is that performance uh, if you think about early stages of engagement early stage of engagement a lot of the time could be misconstrued if I want to make you happy ie uh, if you get that wrong you could end up with entitlement you could end up where engagement is seen as a one-way street and that the organization has to do something to employees to keep them happy um, the performance journey is a much more of a, um, a challenging journey to understand but also there's lots of responsibilities on the employees and the organization to get those leading measures right and to to live them and breathe them and to be exemplars as leaders and employees so understanding those lead indicators that, that you were talking about, the growth mindset stuff, there's some brilliant methodology out there uh, with the people I've mentioned around performance indicators, but it's hard. And, and at times, those people that were, were great in your organization five years ago that loved the, the, the happy journey uh, aren't always able to adapt to a far more challenging journey of that and high performance. And, you know, that at times is is difficult because you're looking to set a higher standard in, in many respects as an organization yes yeah and i guess the challenge when when you've got values around family and and you've gone through the the, the happiness piece as well 
dealing with people who aren't right now or aren't, you know, working in the same sort of way must be really difficult. Yes. difficult anyway. <laughs> Never mind yeah. without all of this basis for it. Yeah, uh, but I think it's always through the lens of being fair and being human mm-hmm. and, and yet also signing up to I mean basically our mission is a narrative that defines what it's like to work here and I Mm. guess ultimately people have a choice that they they like it or they don't like it um everybody that FSP that that comes in is very very clear about the narrative and the narrative is is of course very family centric and is of course very respectful to everybody but it also sets very high standards also about what we expect and what our customers expect and you know, if we do those things, then great things happen for employees, great things happen for, for the business and our customers and our community, which is a piece, of course, that I haven't mentioned yet, which is we do work with, you know, there's a particular children's hospice that we work with, Alexander Devine Children's Hospice. We open up opportunities to work in the community for people to do, um, you know, work outside of, uh, of the usual uh, tech solutions stuff. And and that completes a picture and enables the whole person to come to work other than just the, you know, the high performer doing a, you know, doing the best job they can every day. Yeah. Yeah. So people wanting to do something like this um, now, bearing in mind, we've got mm. five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah. where, where do you think people should should start? And I guess, you know, you did have a in some ways an advantage because you started from scratch but then in in other ways you know you started from scratch so you you didn't have uh, a lot of business to to be starting with so um i guess it doesn't matter where you start from really everyone has got an opportunity to to do this stuff what what would you say people should do at the beginning if that's what they want to do yeah i, I mean i i'm a true believer in really living values and those values will be different for every organization so i think really tapping into uh if it's the business owners or the leadership your truth you know what's the truth of you as an organization what are you wanting for people to live and breathe and what would you be really proud of bringing that to life for people every single day is paramount i think and recognizing that trust is the currency if you break it then you know you run the risk of having a very disjointed organization um but throughout it's about being clear with people about the goals, being clear about the charter of what you're signing up for. We have a separate leadership charter. I think that the communication is hugely important, understanding the whole person. Flexibility and trust is is very important as well. So not being too prescriptive with people. I mean, we, we I don't care about when people turn up in the office. You know, we we enable people, we trust them to do the job. We care a lot about outcomes. Um, but I think it is a stage journey and I think that stage journey is different for, for everyone. Um, I'm also talking at the uh, CIPD Festival of Work actually on the 12th of June where we're talking about a similar theme. I think I'm on the HR tech stage um, talking about uh, engagement and performance. So I'd be very happy to connect with anybody either on, on LinkedIn. I'm Simon Gross, G-R-O-S-S-E on LinkedIn uh, or via uh, meeting people face to face at that event as well, and, and happy to share experiences where we, you know where time allows. Lovely. So, what about uh, future uh, for FSP? You've already mentioned your Pulse 360. Well, what's 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 in the future? 
Yeah, Pulse 360 is really exciting for us. We're developing, we're uh, we're bringing out our own uh, software solution, which is uh, basically a new way to en engage employees and and uh, and optimize performance in real time. So, basically, what that is is providing real time feedback um, on demand. So, making that real real time. So, ditching concepts of old fashioned engagement surveys and making that real time and doing it in a in a very modern way because we're a tech company. And then also looking at this subject of performance and and helping organizations empower their employees to self-assess their own performance and you know of course we've written this based on our own uh case study our, ourselves and we've also canvassed uh, some of our customers so we're hopefully going to be developing something really exciting so we'd be delighted to talk to anybody about pulse 360 uh we're starting our early adopter program in august uh, July, August. And so, you know, anyone that's interested, I'd be very happy to uh, to have a conversation with. And I guess what's next is just enabling people to do great work and create those great moments, because as well as being financially successful, we all want to enjoy the journey, don't we? And we want to we want to do work that we're proud of. Mm, absolutely. So thank you, Simon. Really, really appreciate you coming on the show today. It's been really oh, inspirational. It's an honour. Thank you. We don't have a show next week as it's a bank holiday, but the following week, Jo Moffat will be back and she'll be talking with Eamon O'Brien and they'll be talking about what is a squad mentality. So we look forward to catching you then. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.